We were just we just recorded this outstanding, amazing cold open. The best. Bruce McGuire was on hand to suggest that hand jobs when, for Lindsay Whalen, like literally giving Lindsay Whalen hand jobs. Other Bruce, than that, yeah. I, I yeah, that's that's coarse. Uh, that's uh, blue comedy you know, right there. Whatever. No, I, I went to a I went to a uh, Lynx game a few weeks ago. So two things. First of all, it was literally during work hours. I work mostly with people out in San Francisco out of the corporate office, so I'm the only person working in Minneapolis. And I said, I'm taking my work stuff. I'm taking it into the Lynx game. It's like a noon game during a weekday for some reason. I'm watching this shit. And I did it, and Lindsay Whalen had two behind-the-back passes in the first four minutes of the game. She's yeah. clearly just joking with people at this point. Lovely. Second of all, <laughs> I sang the national anthem when we retired her jersey <laughs> in my high school. I will repeat that that factoid. Okay. I'm a fine singer. And yes. I know you are you you're like an opera singer. And so and so at, at my school they people, have her jersey up there, but then they have this. my picture next to the jersey up in the rafters. They do not. No, that's how we do it in that in that school. It's mostly just they the athletes. Literally and it's do my not. picture and a little picture next to the athletes. It is, it is not. It is not. Hutchinson High School. Go visit it. It's my picture mostly up Please, the Please uh go visit visit Hutchinson High School. Tell them you're there to see Dave Barton's picture. Um uh, if you get arrested, do not call us for bail money because we will not give you bail money because it's not a thing. <laughs> we need more Patreon supporters we if we're going to start bailing people yeah, out. Yeah, so we're going to bail people out. We need more Patreon supporters. Subscribe to the fucking Patreon. Live from Fitzgerald's in St. Paul. We are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude. And I want to be who you like me to. But we both know I can't do nothing at all. So we're gathered here for what I've decided to call some Christian <laughs> fellowship. Yep. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna yeah. talk about our feelings. And, I think, how was in, your, in a group how, setting? How's the last How's the last twenty four hours been? For it's you? not been great. Not great. Uh, luckily, I was like working all day and like away from my computer, it's so kind I, of a didn't actually, I didn't actually I didn't actually get to like look at. Tw- I mean, I spent the last you know yesterday with seeing everything coming down on Twitter and then reacting and lambasting and all that. Yeah. Luckily, like all of today I was like, I was running around, like I had meetings and stuff. So I didn't actually like get a ton of time to look at Twitter. So I was able to like, that's a healthy, take a step away from that's the a healthy thing. Yeah. The, 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 yeah, super unhealthy stuff that it was. That was the, the I was like, maybe I was maybe not a good Twitter citizen. Twitterzen. Is that a thing? Can no. we make that a thing? Please Can we don't. start that a thing? Hashtag Please Twitterzen. Don't. Yeah. Um, I found out when I was in the tub. I uh, <laughs> I was I was sitting in the tub, nude, and uh, that's when I found out. Of your so own if accord, you or that, and then and that so all my tweets uh, about the topic last night were made in the. Nude I mean, video. I just assume that all of your tweets are from <laughs> made in the, in the nude. nude. Yeah. 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 Like yeah, in just random states of of nudeness. Yeah. You know? No, that's good. Maybe like half half nude or whatever, but yeah. yeah. Ta- no, tasteful was, news. Yeah, it was not a great. And so, so we are going to be eschewing our normal 
you know, breakdown of the last game and who, the future who, game. Who wants to recap Seattle? All that anyways, stuff, yeah. Right? And no one really wants to. Uh, so yeah, so we're gonna we have some friends who are here uh, that we're gonna talk to um, and talk to them about Christian Ramirez. Obviously, that is the news of the day, and yeah, I think that we're gonna you know hopefully get about. 45 minutes out of you assholes hopefully yeah that makes sense this is all about meeting time (laughs) that's all it is yeah no no i I, i'm excited to do this um christian second all-time uh in professional minnesota soccer in terms of goals scored deserves a a proper send-off and if we don't feel like the team gave one then we can uh share some of our thoughts our memories and our opinions about what happened we'll do a little bit more than a uh 30 second twitter video that they put out after they knew they were selling selling him and yeah, yeah, it's all that all that fun stuff. So, so yeah, so uh, enjoy. Uh, Martin will probably jump in for interviews for some people. I will jump in, and we'll just kind of go back and forth. And it's gonna be a not a regular episode where you know what, uh, LA Galaxy is probably gonna win three to one. So <laughs> that's your spoiler alert. The prediction, yeah. yeah, that's the prediction for the <laughs> for this this uh, upcoming match. Uh, what are your what's your prediction for the upcoming match? How bad is LA Galaxy gonna beat us? It's not gonna be that bad. Okay, I, so I, two I, to I, one. I'll, I'll give you two to one. Two to one. Okay. So that so that that's that's your prediction for the for the upcoming week. Uh, well, now let's talk about Christian Ramirez. Let's talk about Christian. So tell us tell us your name, and tell us uh, how you got into soccer here in Minnesota. So my name is Peter and Peter what? Unless you want to keep total anonymity here, that's cool. I just want to keep. It if low. you don't want the government to, what? No, no, I don't want them to. So uh, this is Peter. And then I basically got into soccer because a lot of my friends would go to like go to a lot of brew pubs and stuff like that and mm-hmm. go. So I actually got more into Chelsea first, that Brits and like the local place because yeah. uh, all my like basically my brother's friends and like my friends would go. So. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun, and then all of a sudden, Minnesota United happening, so it's local soccer, Bat Nessie, and just took on a full storm, so it was a lot of fun. It's it's so easy to forget how common a story that can be, that that it's the the relationships you have and the friends that bring you into it, because there's, like, if it's football, uh, American football, it's just pervasive enough that you'll find it. It's just going to be there, and you'll see the merch, and you'll see the this and that, and you'll find it. You don't have to try to find it. And as a fan, you're a fan, I'm a fan, like how important it is to bring people who are on the verge of maybe being interested and say, come on, do this, do this thing. And it can just take off from there, you know? Like, um, We're still in that point. I miss tailgating at the Nessie, but it it is what it is now. So I've been, I have a lot of fun. I have like a huge amount of group of people I had to go to games to now, so. I don't even have that. That's lovely. I know all of them and I hang out with none of them. Wow. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. So what's, I want to talk about Christian. You're like a Nessieite, and and I think Christian Christian came on in I think uh, 2014, if I'm not mistaken. So that was uh, before me. So I was probably back in um, a couple of years before we went to MLS. So okay, awesome. So and you and you got to enjoy much of his career. Then do you have like a particular moment for Christian that like stood out to you that? It, it, it resonated or when you knew this guy's for real or maybe it was terrible maybe you remember like boy he went through this dry spell and I remember it so. I don't think it's ever been a dry spell I just think like all the goals that he's done especially that uh, New York Cosmos goal where sure. he took off his gave shirt us, gave us that win and like the nine man all of a sudden Chris Shamir's came out of nowhere scores yep. it but I was probably the uh, one guy who missed it because I was looking for stuff 
down below the rafters trying to grab stuff. So, that's, you know what's funny is is of the people who get involved with soccer. That's often the story. The capos, the people who have to do setup for this and tear down for that. How much we end up missing, because uh, you know we love the game and we support the game peripherally, and then you end up not watching it because you have to do some other some other bullshit. That's you. You got super involved lately because. Um, I think you you made something that was very visible at our last game against Seattle, and people got super excited about it. What was that? Yeah, I made I was the uh, guy who definitely made that Bobby flag. You definitely the, the the Bobby Hill flag. Yep. Yep. Was that inspired more out of just a reference to Bobby Shuttleworth, or did you just have a deep King of the Hill passion? It was a um, definitely for Bobby Shuttleworth, but I also really like King of the Hill, so I thought it was just funny just to do. That's perfect. No, it's just. I don't know why, but when I thought of the idea, and it's just like, why don't I just make Bobby Hill look like Bobby Shuttleworth? That's it. like the Minnesota United logo on him. And it just, everyone I've talked to and everyone who's seen it, just only thing they can do is just look at it and laugh. So I'm just like. That's great. Yeah. I, I think that that historically, is for the Dark Clowns especially, and, and about the Minnesota soccer supporters, has been, it's always been very active and very hands-on. Like, you know, it's people that want to make stuff. And they want to do a goofy thing, and they want to do a joke, or they want to do something sincere and earnest. But, but the, it's 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 less like it's it's not, it's not a supporters group that just wants to be part of a scene. Everybody wants to put their own weird stamp on it. I think it's to- totally cool. The Bobby thing's a totally cool stamp. I always see it every game, like till he's dead <laughs> or gone or whatever. You know, whatever, whichever comes first. He'll be coming back to a few games, but I have a lot of flags, so I'll probably put him in the rotation. So that's cool. Do you have a, do you have like a next flag idea that's like waiting in the wings to? to get made or was this kind of the big project and i have a few ones i'm redoing my logo that i made a while back my loon logo so i'm okay. re-going back and revamping it making a 2.0 so i probably won't be coming sure. back till later um, awesome i guess i've already made a new supporters group flag so i made a whole new entirely thing so we'll see how that goes it's awesome and then i've also made a um trans flag which i should probably get made for the next probably pride month so awesome probably next year so i'll probably bring a few of those hand those out to people see if they want them so and then probably i have some pride ones i'll probably hand out too so I, I love it so do you think um how do you think about the way that everything went down with christian yesterday the the the, the way it was shared the way the team handled it some of the have you been in on any of the what what the coaches and the front offices said about it do you have I've any reaction what they there? said and i honestly think it was probably the worst way it was handled because all of a sudden i just saw on twitter feed where it's just like ramirez is going to lafc uh what is this so then i kept looking and looking and then all of a sudden i see lfc has ramirez and it's just like what is happening right now this has by far been our like probably best striker and is and even like the way like the club handled it where it's all of a sudden tweet after tweet after tweet saying hey he's goodbye and it's just like honestly i should unsubscribe from their twitter feed but it's bad their twitter feed is bad yeah i we've talked on the podcast before about some of our feelings about that it's uh there's opportunity there yeah and then I like saw the um, people. Honestly, Manny is just. I think the entire like FO knew it was gonna be bad, but I don't think they knew it was gonna be this bad. So and I guess good on them for not doing it when we have a home game until 22nd of September. But shit. Yeah. Well. They would have got shit on. 
the well, you know a lot of that comes down to when the transfer deadline arrives and just kind of the way the scheduling worked out but um yeah it's very fortuitous for them they get seven weeks of not having to face anybody face to face isn't it oh no don't get me wrong they'll probably hear people oh this will yeah I, th I think I think they'll be hearing it Allianz. I mean, yeah. people are not going to forget this one. Um, I think I might put in something for maybe remembers the Ramirez at some point for a flag. So I think that'd be a really cool one. That's our that's our hang the jersey in the rafters kind of yeah. moment. It's well, just I honestly think this trade is probably going to bite us in the ass in the long run because we just got rid of a huge franchise person mm -hmm. for us as a club. I mean, yes, he's going back home, but to me, it seems like we're going into rebuilding 2.0 because we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Sometimes it's hard to piece together that long-term strategy. I feel the same kind of frustration. So. Well, also the same thing, too, where it's just we need to get the right players. No, we already had good players, and we should have built them around them, not the other way around. I, I don't understand us sometimes. Like, yeah. or like FO, so. Well, we'll have to hope that uh, Rodriguez turns out to be everything that he could possibly be and, and walks on water. So, Peter, thanks for your time, man. Yeah, it's you. cool to hear from you, and I love that flag. All right, thanks. All right, so I'm here with Eric and Kale. Eric and Kale are uh, followers of TDIK Men on Twitter. Uh, Non-podcast listeners, I think we're going to change that tonight. Um, welcome, guys. First-time listeners. First-time listeners. And first-time podcast people. Absolutely. It's cool. We, so we, we definitely put out that, uh, hey, come commiserate with us and talk about your favorite Christian Ramirez memories and all that. And these guys answered the call, even though they've never listened to the fucking podcast before. So, cool. We saw Twitter. Yeah. Christian Ramirez is just something that transcends all type of boundaries like that. That's fair. That's fair. So, um, so can why don't you guys just give us a very brief? Uh, what is your? How did you get into Minnesota United soccer, and and why uh, was Christian Ramirez so yeah. like important to you guys? Well, for me, I got back in in the Blaine days. Okay. And for that time, it was more of just like a hey, all your friends are going, it's a tailgating experience, come see the team. Sure. But I feel like the reason why people were brought to there was because product on the field and Chris Ramirez scoring goals and keeping us entertained is what, at least for me, kept me coming. Sure. excitement factor. Makes sense. Kale? So I had, I had no idea, you know, what was going on in Blaine. I had no concept of MN United. And my buddies kept going, come tailgate with us, come check out the game. It's going to be a great time. I kept saying no, no. And then I finally showed up um, for the New York Cosmos game with Christian Ramirez. And Christian put in a goal in the 90th minute. That one he scored. Yeah, that was yeah. the only yeah. time we beat the fucking Cosmos. Right. And that was my first professional soccer game of any type. Ever. Okay. And that experience was just legendary. I've never felt like that. Okay. There's a level of passion when he put in that goal, and the whole place went electric. Yeah, it went. It was unbelievable. I was there. It went bonkers. Yeah. It went bonkers. I mean, so. the, the dark clouds, you know, the fan section was just going nuts. And it's like, this is a really cool thing. I felt like I was a part of something, and all I did was sit on my butt and yell, you know, during the middle of the game. And I felt like I was part of something amazing. And that's what Christian Ramirez did. You know, it was it was incredible. Um, so yeah, so you're so yeah. Christian Mears was a transcendent thing that brought you into the supporters of of, of 
Minnesota United. Um, talk talk a little bit more about that because I don't think I think you know people like like myself have been around for a long time. We've been doing this. We've been part of the sports section for a long time, and I I don't think we truly understand or appreciate like the newer people who are coming in who see the Ramirez or the Ibsen goal or the Ibarra goal and they're like oh fuck. I want to be a part of that. And obviously we, we are contributing to that element via the TIFO, via the songs and all that. But like talk about it from a, a person who's coming in with, with no, with no uh, concept of the, of the supporters and then being a part of that. And then just seeing these guys put, do their, do their thing. You just, so you don't even need to be really a supporter. Cause I have coworkers that show up to the game and just experience what it's like with the fan enthusiasm sure. and are hooked immediately because of just it, it doesn't matter how well we're doing it's just the fans are 100 percent behind the team sure i hadn't followed soccer since my aso days you know <laughs> way back when right yeah and coming to a game all of a sudden i felt like i was someone part of something bigger right there was this moment where you know it was a zero zero game i believe and christian ramirez put in the only goal we were we were we were down to 10 men we were we were actually down yeah. a man the entire game or yeah. for most of the game so yeah you know penalty early and we wind up scoring the only goal to beat them almost in stoppage time it might have been in stoppage time it was near the end of the game and that was just amazing um you know that was just something where i haven't felt passion like that watching a sporting event ever in my life okay um you know watching the nfl watching you know the mlb anything like that that's pretty pedestrian compared to being a part of a loons game so that's clearly your favorite Christian Ramirez goal. Do you what, what is your favorite Christian Ramirez goal? Um, do you yeah, do you have so a different like, one or? Honestly, I feel like because I was a fan, you know, it was the seasons leading up till in MLS, that when he scored his first goal, second game of the season, that it still felt like because we had experienced that, that it finally like put the staple on that we're in the league and this is yep. what it's going to be like. Yep. And not only that, but like consistent week over week was producing on the field so for me it was just like we're here and like we can play and even like Kava says it like we need to be respected and to be fair that was a great fucking turn (laughs) a great fucking turn and score um so now that so you know unfortunately now Christian Ramirez is gone um you know you guys are obviously gonna hopefully continue to follow Minnesota United and what are your you know what are your expectations for the rest of the year um, with Angelo Rodriguez who's who's come well, in and all that so and for me like we're supporters no matter what and I feel like a lot of people are going to be supporters but at some point we have to hold the front office accountable so we'll always be there week after week but yeah. that doesn't mean we're gonna voice we're not gonna voice our disappointment it's fair and we need to produce on the field because honestly we're into almost year three of this plan and I feel like we have no direction so like it, it really hashtag, is, hashtag soft open <laughs> we were literally talking about that earlier soft open yeah when does it stop yeah so, well so theori- yeah, theoretically so, next year but no, so, we'll see so we are disappointed as followers but we won't stop following sure at least right. for, for my perspective cool well, and there's a lot of people to love on them and United, you know, there's there's Jerry, there's you know Ibsen, love him or hate him, I love him personally. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of guys out there, Abara, who who works like nobody's business. Um, there's a lot of guys out there. Hustle on the field, yeah. Hustle all day. Um, there's a lot of things to love, but that doesn't mean we need to love every decision that's ever been made. 
You know, I think, uh, in, a, in a weird way, it's a relationship with the Minnesota United. And this is a point where we're a little disappointed. Uh, we're a little unhappy. But it's almost like we're guessing for players, but then they sometimes produce, but then we have a whole international squad on the bench. So I'm Sure. Yeah. How – so – I mean, obviously, you guys are you guys are fans of other Minnesota teams, um, and I am as well. I, I'm a I'm a, a hockey fan and a baseball fan. How like, I always try to t- tell people how different my fandom for Minnesota United is than my fandom for the Wild or what was the North Stars or or, or the Twins. How do you define that to to your friends? Like when your friends are like, "Why are you so fucking passionate about this thing?" Yeah. Versus, because like, like I'm a I'm a huge baseball fan. I'm a way more pa- like I literally host a fucking soccer podcast uh, about Minnesota United. I don't host a, I don't host a baseball podcast. I don't host a Minnesota Wild podcast. Like and I love hockey and I love baseball and I've loved hockey and baseball way longer than I've loved soccer. But I fucking love soccer. How do you explain that to your friends and family when you're like when they're like why do you like this so much? Well, for me, like before I got involved in. Diehard Wild fan, and going to the games, yeah, it's lively and you know fast pace. But I've never been as involved, even in just chanting, than I have in the Inman United. It's just something about the crowd. You don't get that at the other sports. Yeah, yep. you get occasional <laughs> go wild or hundred percent agree. You know, yep, yep. Like you want to participate in chants yeah. or just even just being involved in just what's going on in the field. I think there's also an accessibility factor. I think there's a a part of soccer that is more accessible to more people than any other sport in the state of Minnesota. Cheaper, Um, for sure. The tickets are cheaper. You know, the people you meet, they're they're all over the board. I mean, um, you know, you just meet a lot of great people going to a soccer game, and they're friendly. They want to meet you, um, and that just doesn't happen in other sports. I've never had a conversation that was anything meaningful with people I met at a Twins game, for example. No, yeah, find a serious follower group for another professional sport. We don't have it in Minnesota. You know that's that's that is, that's true. Like you, you, people like love the Vikings, but you're like they don't really want to talk about the Vikings after the game. Like you talk to, but you meet people at soccer matches who are like, yes, here are all the here are all the podcasts I follow. Here are the here are the blogs that I read, and yeah. Minnesota in particular actually has a really, um, I I kind of love it and hate it because we like we are literally like one of five Minnesota United specific soccer podcasts which is like bonkers like there's not there's like one twins podcast there's like I don't think there's any Minnesota Wild podcast like I don't think there's any Vikings podcast that are not produced by like K-Fan or or a radio network right like we're like we're fucking we're fucking assholes doing this on our own because we love doing this and uh, and then all the other content that is produced to me that makes sense because yeah, you go to, like, the Wild and you have Russo or, like, people that are dedicated have been in yeah. there a while. But to get real Emin United viewpoints and what's going on, you have to be, like, in the weeds actually knowing who's just casually saying it or, like, follow well, podcasts to get it. Yeah, and to another point, though, I mean, when we went to that Emin Wild playoff game, they're handing out those towels. Remember the people behind us stole the stole their towels? Yeah, um, they did. Yeah, they did. <laughs> that wouldn't happen in an MN United game. No, right? God, no. Yeah. No way. That's just not the people who would show up there. Although that's um, another story. Try to get a free thing from MN United. <laughs> show up early. All right. So this is this is we're, we're off the rails. 
No, it's fine. We're, but we're trying to do a Christian Ramirez sort of rep, uh, no, retrospective. Yeah. So your favorite Christian Ramirez moment, I'll give you guys each one. Um, it could be a goal. It could be anything else. Um, and then we'll, we'll you know, and so uh, what do you guys got? Well, lately for me, I mean, yeah, he did the sitting duck a few weeks ago. Yeah, but fuck you, like, E Pluribus like, Lunum. You, you look at that, though, and he comes on as a sub and still scores in the limited minutes that he has. So, yes, Quintero's scoring week after week, but you're not giving Ramirez the same minutes, and when he does come in, he scores the goals. So, like, he's just as valuable to the yes. team. And, you know, overall, we're not producing. We're losing games. So That's fair. Yeah. You know, cool. My my good memory is him just scoring. Yeah, yeah. good memories. We want we want good memories of Ramirez. Uh, what's your so, good memory then, of Ramirez? Uh, Ramirez is last three home games, right? He had that three home game stretch, um, and he put up three goals. Yes. Right. And, and an assist. And yeah. an assist. Yeah. Not a Beer. Can't forget the assist. Yeah. Right. We got Surly Beer, but Christian Ramirez just did that. He first time he did the you know sitting duck. Then after that, he didn't really celebrate a whole lot. He was just humble. He did his thing. And he put in some amazing goals for us. Um, and just doing that under the, the scrutiny that E Pluribus Lunum put on him was ridiculous. Yeah, fuck E Pluribus Lunum. It, you, know, just, yeah. it, you, know, you can say it. You can say it in the microphone. Well, then, yeah. Fuck E Pluribus Lunum if you want to. <laughs> you, can, you can also say the that. Pressuring us. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> but, uh, say whatever you want in the microphone. Fuck E Pluribus no, he, he Lunum. And he produced. There yes. are people that, you know, don't hustle on the field, but he brings it every game. For sure. He knows his position, and it just – I don't feel like we're really getting much of a return for it yeah. now. Well, and it just felt so terrible because it looked like he was playing out of position in the last part of the season, right, where he's back on defense a lot more. He's back in places we didn't normally see Christian Ramirez. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we're blaming him for lack of production. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, he's yeah, going to recover. He's on the so. field for everyone. Like, he's still consistently bringing it. Yeah. So. During the Sporting Kansas City <laughs> game last year, Sorry. I would have jumped no, over keep the field going. and fought anyone for Christian Ramirez. That game was so chippy, and I would have jumped over the rail. No, no doubt about it. So why didn't you? Oh my God! There were times <laughs> at Blaine where like they're chipping on the field, and fans are like, "Are we gonna jump? Are we?" Yeah. Are we no, I, 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 I was, I was part of that. that. Yeah. Just that, that's what. The fan base. So I think, uh, long story short, is that you guys uh, did not uh, jump for Ramirez when you needed to. So you're absolutely <laughs> right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Two rows, two rows deep. It, it held us back. Yeah. Our fault. All right. That's that's fine. Uh, gentlemen, thank you. Thank you for joining us and uh, giving us your Ramirez thoughts. So I appreciate it. Thank, thank you so much. All right, this is uh, David again with uh, with Robert Morgan. Hey, I'm sure you your name on the internet's right. Uh, Rob, Robert underscore the red uh, something underscores something a bunch like of that. underscores yeah. um, on Twitter. A Liverpool fan, fellow Liverpool fan, um, and yeah, we're here talking about we're talking about Christian Ramirez. Um, why don't you just tell me about Christian Ramirez in your uh, uh, perspective? Um. I'm probably one of those who came into Minnesota United when they came to the MLS. I hadn't been a big NASL fan, so I didn't really know him. Mm -hmm. So I was the one that came in judging him with the, you know, glasses of love. The so rose-colored glasses that yeah. all of us uh, uh, NASL 
Which, fan fanboys had, which yeah, trust me, we had. So yeah, which causes some conflicts when I criticize him a couple times. <laughs> okay. Um, but no, um, you know, he's been one of those players that has frustrated me. But because of that, I've also grown to love him so much. Uh, the last you know year and a half watching him. Okay. Cool. Um, so what was your? I mean, so what brought you around? Like, what got you to loving Christian Ramirez? From being a sort of a skeptical Ramirez doubter person, yeah. doubter, whatever, to being to to being someone who's literally coming on a podcast where we're, we are literally only talking <laughs> about our Christian Ramirez fanboyism. Um, what brought you around? It was last year watching him develop. Okay. Every time it was noticeable that there was a part of his game that was lacking, whether he was making bad runs, whether he was not holding up the ball well. As soon as he got criticized, you would notice within two or three games that part of his game drastically improved. Okay. And it's just the progress over the season, the hard work he put in last year to become pretty much a complete striker by the end of the season last year. That just impressed me. I mean, 14 goals. He was he was probably the greatest American striker in the world last year, by the way. Yeah. With You know, as Wes always says on uh, 55-1 and whatever, excluding penalties, like he didn't take penalties because, you know, we had other players on our team taking penalties for some yeah. reason. But yeah. he was the best striker, best American striker in the world yeah, last he, year. So. He finished those chances. He just thumped it in. Yeah. Um, so what are you going to miss most about uh, Christian? Um as a player, as the, I mean, I don't want to like sprinkle too much of my experience to do because I have a lot of feelings. Yeah. Right now, obviously, as someone who's been supporting this team for a long fucking time, before Ramirez showed up and and really embraced Ramirez, um, I don't want to sprinkle it too much. But like, what are you gonna miss the most about Ramirez and his presence and what he did for the team going forward? I'm gonna miss most his very obvious love of the fans and of the team itself it was very clear anytime you saw him speak of the team you saw him out there on the field um you know seeing him that last game against after uh they lost that heartbreaker um seeing him stand there at midfield and you could just see the look on his face of you know sadness in hindsight, it seems like he knew that that was his last home game, I right? Think, I think, yeah, if it, you know, the fact that Heath benched him and all that, he just was kind of depressed and he was wanting out. I think he's been wanting out all season, personally. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think that was kind of one of those, like, it was the last straw. And he just had that, you know, he knew it was the last moment he was standing there. And, yeah. So you could just see the, the love of the, the fans and the team there. Okay. Um, what was your favorite Ramirez goal? It has to be that open netter against Real Salt Lake where he just thumped the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that, was a, that was a good goal. That's um, one of those that yeah. could be awful bad if you miss it. Yeah, not going to lie. Um, have you ever seen the, uh, the goal he scored against uh, Carolina where he uh, chipped the keeper from the half line? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a, that might be my – like most favorite goal of Ramirez. He just, he fucking chipped a keeper <laughs> from the goddamn half line in Carolina on that whalebone graveyard. Um, so I was very excited about that. So. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I watched uh, Wes Burdine had a <laughs> whole bunch tweeted out a whole bunch of links to goals in the past. And yeah. 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 So, um, 
So moving forward, what do you expect from Minnesota? I mean, now that Ramirez is gone, um, what do you – so two questions, I guess, maybe. See. What do you expect and what do you want to see from this team moving forward with all this, like, $800,000 worth of AM that we have? Yeah, I'm hoping they can actually use it uh, smartly. Okay. But, what would that uh, look like? Yeah. Um, getting in a – somewhat established an older you know number six you're not trying to get a 23 year old or something somebody it would be wise with this team to bring in somebody who's kind of maybe in their early 30s on the way down bring them in who can really just stabilize everything that midfield sure um but unfortunately they'll probably i mean it's you know (laughs) unfortunately (laughs) they'll probably is the uh is the name of the of the movie that i'm gonna make about uh this minnesota united team (laughs) at the end during yeah during (laughs) during the the first five years of this franchise unfortunately but probably is yeah that's the name of the of the name of the of the 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 thing that drives fucking film so yeah the thing that drives me crazy is this the reality is this move pretty much makes it clear that heath is going to be here next year Unless this, the rest of this year goes absolute ape shit, um, it just they they seem to be choosing him over players right now, and so I think they're going to give him the full three years for the three year plan, which means next year is not going to be pretty. So we're rooting for ape shit. I, yeah, I'm kind of hoping that we break the record on goals allowed again. And lose every other game from here on out, and they have, and there's a mutiny within the locker room. There's like no excuse for them not to fire Heath. This is, our fans are literally lo- <laughs> like rooting for, and I and I'm with you. Literally using for us our, our team to lose every single game for the rest of the year. Badly too. Badly as well. <laughs> um, Especially when a, he goes back to the fourth. Two, three, one, and takes Kalman out. And yeah. Saved their butts oh God, times. I don't even want to think about. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the other thing. Like I, as someone who, you know, I have I have Brent Kalman's last NASL jersey. I literally own that jersey. He gave me. We traded jerseys. I traded him <laughs> my Brent Coleman, uh Halloween jersey that I had made, and I had a, a wig, a uh, mullet wig. That, that's back <laughs> when he had hair. I literally gave him my jersey. And he gave me his jersey. I have that jersey in my fucking, in my fucking closet, and I love that jersey. It's it's one of my most treasured possessions. The fact that he is, you know, both him and Ibarra like are probably gone next year. Yeah. Um. Yeah, blows my fucking mind, and it, it just it's really it's really disheartening. Yeah. It's really yeah. disheartening. So, uh, all right. So let's talk about less disheartening stuff. Uh, Liverpool is gonna. Win the Premier League by how many uh, points this year? Seven, eight. I am not going to predict them to win. Seven, yet. eight, <laughs> four. I still think Man City four, is going three, to win. Four. They're going to lose it by four, two three. points. Oh fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. All right, uh, Robert. Thanks for thanks for joining us on the uh, the Dave's I Know podcast. Um, but you're wrong. Uh, Liverpool's going to win this, and everybody else is going to look like a fucking moron when I say I hope I'm wrong. it happens you know, in my direction. So. I'll be happy when I'm wrong. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Robert. So, Bruce, you said there was a ham song? Yeah, do you know the ham song? I'm it's a, when I was a kid. I'm a young man. Yeah, yeah, you're right.
right. Where'd you grow up? Uh, Iowa. No, no, I, oh, I, Iowa. I went to high school in Hutchinson, and I grew up in northeastern Iowa. I think way back then they sold hams in Iowa, but it was a, it was to like a almost a Native American rhythm and song. Oh, great! Boom, yeah. boom, 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 yeah. boom. Are you gonna sing it? Yeah, yeah. Boom, 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 From the land of sky blue waters, hams the beer refreshing hams. Hams the beer refreshing hams. That was very good. He even gave me like a conductor's like yeah. cut kind of thing. That was good. Yeah, it I kn- was. you know, was I nice. was surprised we got Chris Litholm to sing on his fucking podcast. I was real surprised we got Bruce to sing. That was good stuff. It's good. So, uh, Bruce, uh, I'm gonna just cut right to the chase with you uh, and not do any friendly stuff and say um, we've been doing a lot and talking a lot about Superman lately, and uh, sh- there's iconography of uh, Christian pulling shirts open to reveal the Superman logo and stuff like that and um, it was a long time ago on the uh, the forgotten lore of the uh, Dunord podcast I think where those names came from do you remember that story at all kind of where I that came totally, from I mean I remember why but I don't remember exactly when but it was probably four years ago Probably Ramirez's second season would be. I want to be guess. clear for our listener. We're talking to Bruce McGuire right now, the gentleman who, uh, yes. the gen- the gentleman who uh, anointed uh, Batman and Superman with their names. So yeah, yeah. Put, put, put your beer down, <laughs> grab your steering wheel, and listen to the. Uh, I, I just assume people are drinking and driving when yeah, they listen to this. Right, right. Anyways, yeah. I could probably talk up, speak up too. I'm kind, of, <laughs> I'm kind of being very gentle. About is it, this is thing. an NPR podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, by the way, have you guys seen Sasha Baron Cohen do his NPR guy doing interviews? <laughs> no, but it, I oh bet it would man, be good. Oh, man, it's incredible. It's I believe that. Holy moly. I believe that. <laughs> so, I think I first did it on my old blog. Okay. And then started talking about it on the podcast. Okay. But I had known from way back, like, I was a big Batman fan growing up. Okay. Mainly because his name was Bruce Wayne. Oh, there right, very yeah. few people with the name Bruce. Because his parents were killed. Well, Probably yeah, also played no, into it. No? no? Okay. No. Never mind. I wasn't rich. Okay. My parents are still alive. Oh, well. Yeah, in their 80s. Oh, yikes. It's pretty good, right? That's for good. Them. Good for, yeah. So, but there was a storyline at one time of Batman versus Superman. And I always was bummed because I just wanted them to be a, a, a team. The like, real dynamic Like duo. super best friends. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like the Justice League. Like the ju- yeah, super best friends. And so I came up with Superman and Batman instead of versus. And then, like, shortly after that, they announced that they're going to make the movie, which so is kind of bizarre. not only did you give the give these two players these names, you also probably gave some careful listener who also works in it. Yeah. Works for DC Entertainment. So you yeah. are yeah. the reason for the terrible Superman v. Batman, Donna Justice movie. Yeah, hell yeah. Movie. Okay, and and cool. the birth of Wonder Woman. That's fair. Try and diss that. I mean, Aquaman. Jump change. Aquaman trailer looks really good. All I'm, so all I'm picturing right now is you with your feet in stirrups <laughs> with Wonder Woman coming out of here. Oh, <laughs> the nice. birth of Wonder right Woman. Right out of my ass, huh? She was an ass baby. <laughs> we didn't know that about Wonder Woman. Yeah, I mean. Ass no, that, baby. That Aquaman trailer looks really good. I so, seen that one, so I was thinking about Batman and Superman because they had become such a great tandem. Oh, that sure. quickly. Very yeah. quickly. And so I just started talking about it, and it caught on, and it really blew my mind because I've nicknamed many players over the years, and none of them have ever caught on. Sure. 
and it, the fact that it caught on was just exciting, thrilling to me. And when I would hear somebody outside of our little the circle yeah. mention it, I was like, oh, my God. When you go to MLSsoccer.com uh, today, they refer to him as Superman. Yeah. That's where it's at. Isn't yeah. that cool? Or when Ibarra got sold to Lyon, immediately mm-hmm. the Lyon fans started calling him Green Batman. Isn't that weird? There's yeah. people in another country who speak a different language than you that are just picking that up yeah. and running with it. That know his nickname is Batman. That's so cool. Incredible. It how could you even? Chills. Yeah, how could you even right? predict? Or You can't try to do that. You can't be like, I'm going to make the next big thing. Like It just happens. you yeah. know. And when Miguel got called up to the U.S. national team, after he had played the next home game, after the game, they had a thing for kids where they could come, and he did a Q&A for mm-hmm. kids. And he was sitting there, and one of the kids came up and said, how did you get your name? Batman. And I was in the back, standing in the back watching, and he pointed to the back, and he said, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. That's that awesome. was amazing. That's, Humble, that's, I mean, that's so... That's amazing. It really does get to my cold, cold heart. <laughs> I believe so, it. So, you, I mean, you must feel be feeling... Yeah, what are the feelings? Yeah, with with Ramirez leaving and going to LAFC, like what are your, you know, what are what are what are the Bruce's Bruce's thoughts and emotions right now? I mean, it's tough, man. It's tough. Um, I'll say this: I'm happy for him. Yeah, Yeah, because he clearly was not wanted by our manager. Mm -hmm. He's if there's any clear winner in this trade, it's Christian Ramirez. Yeah, and he's going to LAFC. He's going to Los Angeles, which is home. He's got his family there. He has a newborn. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. I hope he gets know? time. It's a, it's a well, it's a stacked it. of course yeah, it. and I mean, he's always he's always worked to step up to that occasion. Um, but it is it is a stacked roster. But at, he has at a coach that gets it. Yeah, yeah. Now, they wouldn't have paid that for him if they didn't think he could contribute. They're right. not paying that to put him on the bench. Sure, sure. But it took Lee Wynn a while to work his way into the lineup when they acquired him. Sure. It's true. So and it's going to take Christian some time. Sure. You know, if they have a couple of injuries, boom, he might be right there. And they know he's ready to go. And Diamande, like, left early in the last match, so which, which may have you never exp- know. expedited their their reasoning for purchasing a, a striker, which may give Ramirez some, you know, uh, a leg up in terms of getting into the, into the you know, starting 11. So, yeah. You know. It's t- I, you know, for me, if I was a player and somebody said, you can go play for Bob Bradley, I would, I would. Well, I, I mean, I would be very satisfied. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I would yeah. be like, oh, especially if you're playing for Adrian Heath. Well, yeah. currently, I, I didn't want to go there. <laughs> no. You know? no, it's fair. We can go there. Yeah, no, Adrian you can. And, and I've had yeah. my say many, many, many times sure. on platforms. But I'm at the point right now where I'm just like, the management of the club has now played their cards, all mm-hmm. of them, and they are now going to live or die with this move. Yeah. You know, you know, if Rodriguez does not work, mm-hmm. they're toast. That's the thing. Like, we've talked a lot about the emotional aspect of it, and it's the easiest part to talk about. From yeah. a business standpoint, so so I, I mentioned this to you off the mic, but um, in retrospect, and I don't think I cared enough about it at the time, I don't care for the solution that was, let's draft player on top of player on top of Ramirez, and then, of course, let's sign, you know, uh, Rodriguez. All of that led up to this and I don't like that strategy but having done that you've got youth players that need time and I'm calling them youth players we're talking about toy and a lot of young players who need time to develop and become what they could become they did now having made their bed good business in this deal I think the value they got for him is a good value 
if you're trying to stock your own coffers and get rid of what you see as a surplus to requirements striker. I think the value great, great was good. It only matters if they do something positive with the value, though. And that it, it's and I've mentioned this to you as well. It's way too easy for people to immediately be dismissive of the front office's ability to acquire a decent new player. We don't know about New Ibarra and Rodriguez yet. It's, it's, it's too early. They've had some absolute swings and misses. I think Gomez has, has, has branded himself a miss at this point. Obviously, there's easy ones like Demidov. Those have been misses. They signed Quintero. Quintero had six points in July. Six goals. S uh, I'm sorry. He had 12 points. Six goals and six assists. 12 points, the second most total points in a month. Those Any count, MLS. Though, just so you know. I understand. Board. I'm saying yeah. you, you add assists and you add goals together, yeah. and yeah, only one don't. other player ever in a single month has ever done more in MLS. So they signed him. That counts. That's still a good signing. So I don't think it's, I don't think it's fair to automatically assume we're just going to blow that money, but... They better do something real fucking good with it. That's what be I mean. This is their make or break. Yep. This is it. They have to use it wise. What would your feeling be if we watched them go out there and acquire a an Ozzy Alonso four years ago style defensive midfielder? Dynamite. You'd say that was good Done business. Deal. That was good business. Yeah. And you'd say the yeah. emotional the emotional feelings I feel about Ramirez leaving are tough, but part of the deal when you have to make a, a deal like that. When you have to upgrade, you have to sacrifice. Okay. There's no two ways around it in MLS. Nobody gets to upgrade without a sacrifice. Sure, sure. And so, but here's my issue with that, though. Tomorrow, uh, well, I should just say, August 8th is the end of the summer window. Mm -hmm. um, if they don't have that player then, then they got to get somebody who's out of contract, which means he's not wanted anywhere in the world. Not you a know? good starting point. Never right. a good starting point. And... Are you really going to tell me that you're you're going to find a better alternative in the winter than you are in the summer when almost every league in the world takes their break and Is, all the player they're contracts They're all dealing come up? and yeah. All the player contracts come due in the summertime, not the winter. You have Is, 20 times more players available to you in the summer than you do in the winter. It could be a, an issue where they're just striking while the iron's hot. They know the LAFC deal is there. They think this is max value. We don't know if we're going to see more value than yep. they take the yep. gamble. And I, I get, there's a lot of unknowns. I think it's too easy to just say, fuck the front office. No, no, and it's it, it hurts. Yeah. But they ha they certainly haven't done enough to prove that there's a plan in place that says, here's what happens next. And, you know, you don't overplay your cards if you're part of the front office. But it's... Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I think that's the, the big thing that people are really frustrated about is that no one knows what the plan is, and I don't think they've ever actually mm -hmm. explained what the plan is, mm -hmm. other than, oh, hey, there's a, there's a stadium opening, you know. We know the stadium, here, yeah. But it's not a it's not a soft open. It's it's we are we're gearing for the playoffs. I don't think this team actually ever was, and that's fine. Just if this team would just fucking say it, well, I would I would I would accept that a lot more than just being like their cat, you know, you know, cattily saying, oh. Yeah, we're we, yeah we're 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 going for the playoffs. We are definitely trying to play for the playoffs this year. Yeah, um, I don't think this team actually ever was or ever has been for the last two years. And, well, they're which is fine again, but just fucking say it. That's all. That's they're all, never they're of, never gonna not say it because they have to wanted. sell tickets. That's all. Well, that's all a lot of fans even wanted to say though was was just this team was gonna sell out the stadium in you know the first year. This team they weren't gonna not sell out the stadium. Well, they're going to sell tickets in the meantime. Sure, that's fine. Nobody but wants to come to the team where they literally the front office says, we're not trying for the playoffs, we're just saving so? our money. No. 
Okay. I'd you and I there. would. Outside of the bubble, people who are like, should I go to my first I, MLS I game? I think 20,000 no. people would. Honestly. No, I'm not, we're not talking about Allianz. Allianz will sell out because of the novelty well, no, of I'm, it. I'm it thinking the 20,000 people who bought tickets in at TCF know. the last two years would. I don't know, I, I don't know what I'm saying. We, if, if we met in the middle, I can say I'm at least sympathetic to the idea that a front office wouldn't immediately just say, we're not trying. I would love some, some specifics about the goal to say, we are trying, and what that means is we're waiting for, you know, we do find value in a D-mid. Uh, we actually went out and tried to get one Maximiano, and it didn't pan out, and sometimes that happens with players. That's really disappointing. That's another example of maybe not finding the value or not, not seeing the talent as clearly as some other coaches in front offices appear I, to be able to do. I don't do. think Maximiano is a bust, but... Well, there you go, then. If we start, if we start playing Maximiano and we say we're going to play with three central midfielders, one of them is not going to be a dedicated deep mid. He's going to replace Colin Warner. He starts playing as well as you think, think he could. I think we need a better coach. I'm not. Well, you're you're. I don't. That's not even the point. Like you may be right, but Dave, Dave is. Dave, Dave Zeller has. You know, sometimes you put the pot on the stove and you put the water in the boil and you forget about it and it boils dry. <laughs> That's where Dave's at right now. Dave Zeller's at right now. He's is that boiled. where you're at emotionally right now? Or <laughs> he is, is boiled dry with that idea. And that's... <laughs> Done. It's it's been a really tough it's been a really tough 24 I hours man, I think. I can't, I can't he forgot to put a little bit of salt in it, which always yeah, keeps yeah. it from boiling dry. It's been. Uh, I've never seen a human boil dry before. <laughs> he looks boiled. That's that's it's been a really tough 24 hours. I'm and Zeller, you know this. You've listened to me be annoying about this. I I always try to understand the perspectives, and sometimes that seems like not just having a stake or having an opinion. Assured to my detriment, you know. And so my my fe- my feeling is this: he was never appreciated here. Uh, certainly underappreciated. Uh, if he's never going to be appreciated, appreciated by the MLS coaching staff. Cor- correct. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Um, he's, appreciated the, he's appreciated by the fans too. Like massively. Yeah. That's not course, what we're talking about. So that's they, they have, have no say, Dave. Yeah. Remember that? But yeah. Remember that you're boiled dry. Do you remember that part? <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> I, there's there's not a contest. <laughs> there's not there's not a contest to be had about whether fans are going to miss him. That's obvious. My 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 only point is that if you've got young guys who need time and you've you've made your bed with that, you have what I think is a really good offer for him then I get the business aspect of this and it doesn't make it hurt less for me. It can, I can think both things. It can hurt me deeply and I can say, if you go out and you make an, a, a terrific center back signing or a terrific D mid signing with this money, that it's the right move and it's, it's the wrong comment. I hate saying people's comments are wrong. It's opinions, it's, it's everybody's opinion. It's, nobody's wrong. But I, I think it's too rash to say the front office is a bunch of douchebags before we see what happens with that money. Now, when they go out and chase, uh, when they go out and chase, as I made in my joke tweet earlier, when they go find Botaglio Ribonco from the like Crimean second division, and they pay him, you know, 500k in TAM to bring down his salary. Okay, then we know that it was a mistake. That's it. But they have Rodriguez who could turn into the next Ramirez, and 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 they have they're sitting on as much as a million dollars to potentially reinforce positions that we know need reinforced. Okay. I got one last thought. Yeah, please. I sent text to a lot of friends last night, a lot of text exchanges okay. as the night went on. And one of them is a longtime fan who has no longer lives here. Okay. But he's always been one of the voices in my head that sets me straight. 
Okay. Like he's one of those few people that when I make a statement and he thinks it's stupid, he's like, you know, you need to no, kick the tires he's on just that like, thought. Oh, get out of here. Yeah. You know, and then he tells me the right way. Yeah. He puts me straight. Yeah. And he was partially joking. Okay. But he also said, get over it. We can That's go blunt, find man. another guy who can kick a ball into a goal. <laughs> That's. And I was like, thank you. I just needed a dose of reality. Yeah. You know yeah. What I we're. Mean? But he's being sarcastic. Yeah. Being right, involved, right. But still, he's the one guy who just like, you know, you have a buddy who kind of pops you. A Ramir- in the Ramirez face. may be emotionally irreplaceable, but th- he's not as a player irreplaceable. Truly, if we're well, trying to be objective nope. about it. Well, nope. no, but he's also a guy with a, a passport. That he's, can, big, he's a guy that, with a, that can kick a ball into a goal, and he's a big. He's got a, a ball big and heart. Go ridiculously well, and yeah. and loves and loves. The, the club that he, you know, Seller. came up with. We all know that emotionally it sucks. <laughs> we know. He, he had, <laughs> in, his, in his farewell note, he talked about coming yep. to Minnesota and not having any idea that he would love living here. I think a lot of people who love living here yeah. feel s- the same. Yeah, I don't know how many, how many people come here and be like, this is it. This is the one. Yeah. But and they never dreamed it would be. No, we latch on. Unless, you know, have to think about the people who don't have that. Think of all the Minnesota players who have come and gone. They're just like, well, fuck these guys. You know, you're Johnny Steeles and you're uh, Barbaros oh, okay. and stuff. Do, do not uh, disparage the one, two, the one true captain. Johnny Steele won himself a, a title in the last week. He did. Like a, what, a fourth or fifth of the, a UPSL title, I think. Uh, NPSL. NPS, what, was it NPSL? I thought it was UPSL. NPSL. I thought he was lower than that. All right. Bruce, uh, I'm going to finish my talk with you with this thought. I opened the podcast, um, I think it was our previous podcast, our um, our EPL podcast, by saying that I did not like physically the looks of uh, redheaded people and stuff like that. So um, you're, you're kind of a, you're kind of a, are you, are you a redhead when you got hair? Yeah, basically. Basically. Kind of a, I know you got a red beard. You got, kind of a an amber auburn okay. kind of guy. Yeah. My beard is more red than my hair used to okay. be when I had hair. Okay. My hair was darker, but it was still brownish red. Okay. I was going to tell you that you you get to be the exception. Yeah, I don't care. But clearly clearly you're not the exception. Yeah, I, I can still care. I can still hate redheads. You don't qualify so. And even if you do, I don't care. You don't even care cuz nah, you, you don't have any feelings left. No. You're I've boiled dry. Any. I was born with them. Born without them. Born boiled dry. Yeah. Can that be the name yeah. of the podcast? That's why I know Dave's look. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce, you're always amazing to have on. Thank you for um, providing a, a great 180th degree to this triangle, which can sometimes be emotional. So, thanks, Bruce. Long as you do yours, land here become feet, con. Yeah. Who the act we attract to? Hope to reach one. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We do our thing, son. We can't dive in at all. Check it out,